0: And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 124 today, week one of the fall season recap. Your host, CJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman. Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight, brother?
1: Doing great, man. Excited to be back. Uh, good first week of the league. Um, a lot of guys really balled out. Got a lot of contact coming the next couple of days. Um,
0: a lot to talk about. Yeah, uh, first week of the league was definitely electric. I, of course, was not there coaching basketball, but I caught up on a lot of the film. Saw a lot of the games. Saw a lot of crazy plays being made. So a lot to get into here in uh, the first week recap. Here, Kurtz, do we have any announcements before we jump into the games? Um, no announcements. Week one was overall really good. Uh,
1: oh my God, walk off home run by the fucking Dodgers to send it them to the fucking DS. That's wild. Anyway. Um, shout out Dolce Vita. They're going to be sponsoring league again, going to be doing a uh, championship dinner for the winning team. Um, shout out to Joe Liotta, quarterback of Oklahoma state for doing that again for us. Um, 30, uh, pizzeria on restaurant 34 by Rob's. Make sure you go check it out. Support the support local business.
0: Mm, there you go. All right. Let's jump right into the games here. Chris, we'll start with the early slate of games. We'll start with you. Michigan versus Washington, Kurtzman's team against Tommy Galante's team. Uh, Kurtz, I'll start. I'll start with you. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not gonna start with you. I'm gonna start, okay. Myself. Okay. start with myself. Okay. Um, myself. Paulie Caldenado was a fucking beast. Honestly, that's the biggest takeaway of the game. He caught three touchdowns <laughs> over multiple people on each catch. He completely dominated the game. Uh, I thought Tommy was really good for them. Um, I thought. I, I thought they brought a lot of energy. You can't hear it on the film, but I thought their energy was definitely good. I thought Cardona had a, a really nice block highlight playing this game. Um, they played really well. I was very impressed with their team. They scored basically every time. I don't, did you guys stop them one time, Kurtz?
1: Yeah, we got one
0: stop I early. In the they scored. Second. They, were moving, they yeah. were moving the ball at will. Yeah, And I think your team honestly looked pretty good too. And I think that's even more impressive by Michigan, the fact that they came out and played really well. Giuseppe was obviously – um, really good in this game for Tommy as well. Just Tommy was on his game. This was a vintage Tommy Gwante game, with um, a lot of great throws, crazy, uh, you know, crazy jukes in the backfield, and really getting his guys going. So that was a really good win for them. Uh, I'll let you talk about your team here.
1: No, I think I think um, I think we played well. Offensively, it was nice to see that we were able to score close to thirty points without two of our linemen. Um, I thought my receivers played pretty well catching the ball when um, called upon defensively. We could not pull a flag to save our lives. And the one thing that we didn't do well was we didn't force them to sustain long drives. Um, they scored on a lot of big plays. We didn't force them into like six, seven play drives. They had a lot of like two play drives, three play drives that resulted in long touchdowns. And my teams normally are pretty good defensively and, um, uh, with When we're missing our linemen, we were, I was forced to play defensive line. I don't think I'm going to be doing that anymore this season because I think my team needs me to be playing in the secondary. Um, overall, though, Michigan came in, and Tommy re- – I, I wrote on his Instagram post, Rebirth of a God. Wow. Uh, coming off an 0-8 season, there were a lot of questions about him. He drafted a lot of his boys again, but what the one thing he did this time was he drafted a really, really, really good offensive line. Um, an offensive line that he can trust to protect him: Rags, Dean, and Dar- and Dan Cardona. Yeah, Dean uh,
0: was yeah, Dean was super bought in.
1: Yeah, no, me and Dean had a good had a good battle on the on the in the trenches in this one. Um, he's a really good offensive lineman. They were they did a good job of getting in my face, causing pressure. I'm going to give shout out to my makeshift offensive line of Marola, Scott Thompson, and Devon Kennedy, who um, for first game in the league stepped up, played line, um, played well in defensive line as well i just think that we 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 miss some opportunities defensively um tommy was really elusive in the backfield i was not able to grab his flag oh yeah you had
0: Kirsten, you had one where you had his hands on his belt
1: i had i had two sacks yeah i had two sacks that i definitely need to make sure i pull the flag on those one of them as you said resulted in a long tommy touchdown um but overall their team is good they pulled flags very well um we a uh, weird stats. Cause I was looking at my game more obviously than others, but we ran 45 offensive plays. They ran 25. Really? Yes. There. And as I said before, we didn't make them, we didn't make them grind out yards. Like we just gave them long touchdowns and I'm not saying gave, they earned those touchdowns with a, a bunch of big plays by Pauly, who was by far the best player on the field in this one. Yeah. Um, But we just need to do a better job pulling flags and forcing teams to, have longer possessions and actually put multiple good plays together in a row. Um, we had an opportunity with a, a fourth down in like 10 late in the game. Pauly makes a crazy catch over me and Chris. Just one of those days where Paulie was just unstoppable. Tommy was a monster putting the ball on the point on point to off his receivers. I thought I played pretty well. I threw three interceptions, but two, one was a miscommunication with Mike and one was just last play of the game. Um, we'll clean it up. But, uh yeah, man, Michigan. I had Michigan in my in my top five going into the season based on roster construction. And they definitely showed that they are top five, a top five team in this league, put up 38 points in their first game of the season. And Tommy looks like he's back. So um if this team is bought in and, and they show up every week, they're gonna be a tough out week in and week out.
0: Yeah, they were really good. Um, I think your team looked pretty good too. Honestly, I think I know you guys will get cleaned up, but I think in terms of a talent perspective. Your team is definitely there. We're um, fine. Yeah, I think fine, how I, I, I think you that. guys are fine. I also like um, I like what I saw out of Chris Johnson. I think you're going to get creative with how you're going to use him as well. He's a good athlete back there. Um, I just think that Tommy's team, this is the type of team that he needs to win. He's got a few of his guys, guys he looks to the ball too, and he solidified himself the line and a few dogs out there. So um, they're a really good team, and I'm, I'm kind of happy that they, he came out here and got a win after such a bad season last season.
1: Yeah, no, definitely a good, good start for him. Uh, it, it, it can't be overlooked. This is the fourth season in a row Tommy's playing with, like, a, a, with Paulie and Giuseppe. So yeah. the, the chemistry is on point. They are locked in and loaded. They're not one of those teams that has to figure it out week one, and we knew that coming in, and I thought that that was a big reason as to why they were able to put up 38 points on us. But um, we'll clean it up. We'll be ready to go. Give me stats. All right. Uh, For Washington, I finished 20 of 34 for 158, three touchdowns, three picks. Also had seven carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. Mike finished with seven catches, 71 yards and two scores. Marola had three catches for 21 yards. Chris Johnson had five catches, 43 yards and a touchdown. Scott had three catches for five yards. George had a catch for 11 yards and Devon had a catch for seven yards. Uh, Chris Wallen had our lone sack. And as for Tommy's team, he finished 10 of 21, 191 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Also ran three times for 64 yards and a touchdown. Um, Pauly had four catches, 98 yards, three touchdowns, uh, interception and three pass breakups monster day for him. Dean Wiatrowski finished with a sack and a catch for eight yards. Rags had a pass breakup. up. Giuseppe finished three catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. Remy um, had the big pick six to kind of put the game away. Also had a catch and four tackles. Um, John Edwards finished with a catch. Also had an interception and four tackles. And A-Rod had three tackles for the Michigan Wolverines in a week one win.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's (laughs) go to the next game we got here, Kurtzman, which would be Boston College against Florida. I'll An absolute start, banger. I'll start with this for this game. Um, I thought both quarterbacks looked incredible. Um, I honestly, I, I mean, I'm going to say this because week one, we like every team, like the potential and hope of every team. But I like the way both these teams look offensively, at least. Um, I thought Oliva was electric. Um, I thought TJ Brown and Trevor Garland, you know, playing again for a second season after TJ had a great season. Obviously, Trevor – trust him and likes throwing him the ball. He had a really good game as well. Um, I thought Alex Kalka really stuck out on film. He was a beast. He had a crazy pick six in this game. Um, I thought he made a few nice catches too whenever the ball was thrown to him. Definitely got back up the field when he caught the ball. Um, As for Deshaun's team, I think Deshaun made some of the craziest plays that I've seen in Bear Down, especially from him. Um, Just some of the throws that we talked about before we started recording the podcast, just like the jump throws that he made, the one where he ran around in the backfield, like did a whole circle, threw the ball down the field, dropped a dime right over um, – I forget whose head dropped the dime. Uh, I think it was uh, Jalil that caught it and then threw a, a lateral to Buddy for a touchdown, one of the crazier plays you'll see in our league. Um, Will Saba also had to shout him out. He was an absolute monster, monster. In, in this game. He definitely dominated the game. Scored three touchdowns. This, yeah, I thought this was a very high-level game. And, um, of two really good teams who battle it out here and whoever got the ball last was going to win and that's, that's how it turned out.
1: Yeah, defense was optional in this one. Um, not a lot of plays defensively. A lot of offensive showcase. Both of these quarterbacks threw for over 200 yards. Trevor 277, Deshaun 234. Um, it was an offensive showcase uh i thought flag grabbing wasn't very good i thought which is expected sometimes in week one but these are two teams that have a lot of guys who have played in the league before so i didn't necessarily expect that um but no like you said man all the receivers for trevor's team played well oliva will saba and tj brown um i thought he did a good job getting his line involved as well i think he had six catches six catches from his line from his lineman which is always a good sign in the league you like to see the lineman getting involved in the passing game um Trevor looked really good, like really, really good. He looked very um, confident throwing the ball down the field. Um, the guys on the, – the playmakers on Boston College, Aliva, Will Sabat, TJ Brown, three really good receivers, might be the best three-headed um, receiving core in the league. Uh, uh, very Guys who are very elusive with the ball in their hands and making guys miss, also very sure-handed receivers, so – um, I really like this Boston College team going forward. They got a really good line with the Kaka brothers and Randy Myers, and they have the three-headed monster I just said. If this team, I think this team is better than the Bengals from last season. I think I think they're honestly way better than the Bengals from last season. And that team went five and three. So this this Boston College team is going to be um, a force. They just need to figure it out on defense a little bit. Um, as for Florida, shorthanded, playing without their second-round pick in um, Demon Time Dev, who is an electric player when he's on the field. Um, I'm trying to find their stats. I don't know where their stats once I to talk about this game. I wanted to ask um, you a question. Yeah, what's up?
0: What happened with the holding call?
1: Oh, um, yeah, it was a blatant hole by Amir mere- um, I'm pretty sure he wrapped around the guy's neck from what I remember, oh, um, like from behind, which listen, we don't call a lot of holds. I think then, I think, I think in the big plays, it needs to be called if it is egregious like that. And it definitely was egregious. Um, so I liked the call. I hate that it happens in a big moment, but you, you can't just start like that, like some of the stuff that like was happening in the Lions, like you can't, you can't let it go and you have to call it to get it to stop, um. But they they did, Florida was still able, after that holding call, they were still able to get the stop, get the ball back and score. Um, they then give up that long touchdown to Will Sabah. where I don't know how you allow someone to get behind you when it's first, thing, first down from the five-yard line. You allow someone to go 40 yards downfield with no safety in the back. Not sure where Buddy was on that one. Um, uncharacteristic of him to not be able to be in the right position to make a play on the ball. Um, but... Dashaun has shown in the last I'm going to call it seven games that he's played that he is electric he can make all the throws on the field the arm talent has never been in question um it's always kind of just been the not throwing the ball across your body making smart decisions and then also just having a team that's dedicated and wants to do what they need to do to win and I think he has another team like that um I thought Buddy played well. Um, Jaleel was the star. Trolley was the star of the show. Um, had two interceptions, touchdown catch, had the big play, in which he lateraled to Buddy, like you mentioned, to score yeah, the snapped. touchdown. Yeah, no, he snapped in this one. Um, I thought Amir and Giroud did a good job blocking. Uh, Drew also had a very long touchdown where flag grabbing was not very good. Yep. Like I said, defense was optional in this one. Um, but I like this team. I know Florida had a lot of buzz going into the season. A lot of people that I've talked to around the league before the season started said they really liked Deshaun's team and the team he drafted. And I know they didn't come out with a win in week one, but I do believe that this team is very good. And um, honestly, if it wasn't for that pick six early in the game by Alex, um, the game might have ended differently. But. Shout-out to Boston College. They were able to come out, get a big win week one, put up 41 points, uh, most in the league in week one. Um, Both teams need to clean it up defensively. But both quarterbacks showed that on any given day, they're capable of going for five, six touchdowns total and putting up numbers.
0: Yeah, I think you did a pretty good job covering the game there, Kurtz.
1: Yeah, no, it was back and forth. um, And – it was, it was honestly a banger. I, I didn't get to watch it until late in the game because I was playing during it. But yeah. um, if you only watch the last two or three minutes of this game, I think you saw four or five touchdowns. <laughs> so, so yeah, the end of the game was crazy. Um, we all know that the be- bear down last two minutes is like the witching hour in NFL Red Zone. Um, teams, no, nah, I mean, it happened. The game, they take a while the last couple minutes, yeah. and plays are made, so. Um, I like both these teams going forward. I'm, i I promise you, I will not say that about every single team because they're teams that did not look good. We won, but so far, I think the four teams we've talked about so far have all looked pretty solid going in, like going into next week. Give me stats. All right, Deshaun was 10 of 18, 231 yards, four touchdowns through two picks, also had five rushes for 38 yards and a touchdown. Buddy finished with two catches for 45 yards and a touchdown and a pass breakup. Also had a five-yard rushing touchdown off the lateral. Steve Giroux had two catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. Mikey Freeman had a 20-yard catch and three tackles. Um, Jaleel finished with four catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. Also had two picks and a pass breakup. Lebo had an eight-yard touchdown catch, which gave um, Deshaun's team the lead with just under 20 seconds to play until they blew it. Lebo also had a sack and a pass breakup. Um, for Boston College, Trevor was 18 of 28, 277 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. Also, had a rush for five yards. Aleva had three catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Alex Kalka had four catches for 51 yards. Also, had a pick six. Um, Will Saba, four catches, 82 yards, and three touchdowns. TJ Brown, four catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two interceptions and a pass breakup. Randy Myers had two catches for 21 yards in his first game in the league. And Valinati caught a two-point conversion, as well as a few tackles on the day. All
0: right. Let's move on to the next slate of games here, Kurtz. Notre Dame versus OSU. In the, would you say, the upside of the day?
1: Um, yeah, definitely the upset of the day. Um, I don't think a lot of people thought that this Oklahoma State team would look as sorry as they did. Wow. No, I mean, they looked sorry. Um, offensively on the first play of the game, they scored long pass to Justin. And then outside of that, the offense was not able to move the ball at all. Um, I thought the offensive line did at best an okay job. I thought sometimes Leota hung on to the ball too long. And I also thought sometimes, um, The offensive line broke down too quickly. Uh, I expected them to have a better game plan. I thought the simple answer for them would just be to throw a lot of screens, let Justin and Ivy make the plays for you. They're two of the most elusive guys in the league in terms of making guys miss their flags. I feel like they tried to go down the field way too much on offense. Um, And I just feel like even though Leota has a very good arm and is able to make those throws, like I, I've been saying this for years on the podcast, sometimes just take what the defense gives you. It seemed like the DBs were playing kind of off the receivers. I feel like there was a lot of room for short passes and runs. They didn't run um, slants. They didn't run. They didn't run a lot of what I thought Leota's is good at. So I hope they come in the week two with a better game plan. But um, week one was, I think, a combination of not good offensive game planning by Oklahoma state, but also incredible defensive game planning by um Douglas for the second straight time comes in and absolutely shits on a Leota led team. Um, last season, I'm pretty sure Leota threw five picks in a shutout loss to Douglas. And outside of the first play of the game, he shut him out again. So, um, yeah, they really didn't do anything after the
0: first play of the game for them.
1: No, they, the first play of the game, they they scored. The next, was, draw, they got it. It wasn't, they got the, it, was, s-
0: it wasn't the first play of the game. They went three and out, and then they got the ball. It was the first. Play oh of the yeah, game yeah, yeah. First offensive play of the game for Oklahoma
1: State. Yeah. Um, then they got another stop. And then they they kind of moved down the field, but then Austin makes the big play pass breakup ball, goes in the air. Rob Reddington, welcome back to the league. Yeah, Rob was Rob had two
0: interceptions, was a beast.
1: Yep, Rob was a monster in this game. Rich Ritter was also a monster in this game. And also at the end of the day, Douglas had really good play calling. Yeah, um Douglas a lot of is Douglas is really good quarterback. And um, I don't think last season was in no, no in no way a fluke. Um I was wondering how his offensive line would hold up this year. And Frankie Acevedo, uh, Dylan prone snapping in Austin. Honestly, it proved to be more than enough in this one. Um, I thought Dev Spann did a pretty good job for Oklahoma State. He had finished with two sacks. He was getting a lot of pressure, but Douglas um, was able a lot of times to avoid it and make plays. Also, Douglas did the things you're supposed to do. Screen, see your best players, let them get out in space. He gave DeLon a few. DeLon took a snap um, under center, picked up like 20 yards on a run. Um, They gave him a pop pass in the backfield, let him make a play for himself. So I think that everything I said that Oklahoma State should have been doing, Notre Dame actually was doing. And um, after the first couple of drives, Douglas settled in, got his team going. Um, Notre Dame scored points on four straight plays in this game. Touchdown by Rich Ritter, conversion good. Next play, Douglas sack safety. Next play, Rich Ritter, 45-yard touchdown yeah that in four plays the game went from six nothing ohio uh, oklahoma state to down 15 to six crazy um no i mean it was something that i looked at and i was just like wow like that's really how you let a game get away from you in a matter of plays yeah um and overall i feel like after that moment like that sequence oklahoma state had no confidence body language was down um now, I didn't, I didn't see any yelling or anything between the players or anything like that, but just it looked like there was frustration. Leota wasn't able to find his receivers open, um, held on to the ball sometimes too long. Like I said, other times offensive line broke down quickly. But it's not easy when Douglas and Austin, two of the premier pass rushers in the league, are running at you. And um, they need a better game plan week two. Um, as for Notre Dame, I want to talk about more than Notre Dame. Their team is really good. Yeah, they're DeLon, really good. Delon and Rich Ritter are very good. Um, the line popped,
0: popped off the screen. Yeah, watching, watching the game back on film, I was just like, Delon is unbelievable. Austin had a really nice block down the field for Ritter's touchdown. Yep. Um, they were hyped. They were definitely ready to go. And Ritter was Ritter was a beast too. But continue. The blocking on that Rich Ritter touchdown was great. Great. Um, Austin is the lineman, the backside
1: lineman of that play, and ended up blocking the safety. Um. Those are the little things that help you win football games, especially in this league when plays like in any game, but especially in our league, these games come down to a few little plays that make the difference. And that is one play that completely makes a difference and changes the ball game, especially when the momentum is fully on Notre Dame's side. They're able to keep it going with a long touchdown right after a couple scoring plays. Um, want to shout out, trying to think guys want to shout out. Frankie has scored a touchdown. In his first game also had two sacks. Um, really good game from him. Um, trying to think who else is on their team as I'm looking at the set so I can actually shout people out. <laughs> um, Rob Brantin had two interceptions; he was a monster. I thought Mamu played well on defense. Perone steps up and plays uh, center, and Justice Suarez mentioned another guy on defense who pulls flags well yep. and is just a really experienced flag football player, and uh, he's and a good.
0: He's, I wanted to say 50. about their flag pulling. Um, Notre Dame was just flocking to the ball. Like they, there was no yards after the catch opportunity for anything on Oklahoma state's way, because they were just, there was three or four guys at the ball. Every time they called the ball.
1: Yep. A hundred percent. They had a lot of, they had five, six, six guys make tackles in this game. Um, Oklahoma state another thing that was big about them, Justin made 11 of the 16 tackles for them. Jesus. That's not something – like, I know Justin is an amazing player, one of the best flag pullers in the league, but you don't want to rely on one guy to be making all the flag pulls for you guys. Um, you guys got to rally to the ball and get better at pulling flags because that's going to be a problem for their defense going forward. Um, I expected their team to just be a little bit better, and they're just not. So, on to week two. They're going to throw out week one like it didn't happen. and one not what they expected, but now maybe it humbled them a little bit. And they'll come out with a little more fire, maybe a better game plan. But um, shout out to Notre Dame. Big win. Yeah, shout out to Notre Dame. They came in when no one thought they had a chance. I know we both didn't pick them to win that game. So, um, yeah, Douglas is a monster. I'm going to stop
0: doubting him. Douglas is really good,
1: dude. Douglas is really good good good. at
0: quarterback, too. He's really good, period. Really good at fight football. That's-
1: Stats. Douglas, 19 of 28, 182 yards, uh, four touchdowns and a pick, seven rushes, 35 yards. Also had a sack with, for a safety on defense. Austin caught a 12-yard touchdown, had a pass breakup that it turned into an interception. Rich Ritter finished with seven catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns. Man, shout out Rich Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> Dude is a monster. His stock has been rising ever since he got drafted at Dartmouth. Yeah. Um, DeLon, three catches, 51 yards, also had a five-yard rush, also had six tackles. Um, he was everywhere on the, in the game. Frank Yacevito finished with four catches, 19 yards, and a touchdown, also had two sacks. Rob Reddington had two interceptions and a pass breakup. Um, Jay Sweezy had three tackles. Mahmood had a tackle. Perone finished with three catches for 10 yards. And Matt Ballo had a catch as well. Um, as for the Oklahoma State side, the, the stats were not pretty, folks um leota finished 9 of 20 for 126 yards one td three interceptions also finished with three rushes for 25 yards justin with four catches 77 yards and a touchdown with 11 tackles IB five catches for 49 yards interception and a pass breakup deb span had two sacks guzman had a pass breakup and outside of that no one else really did anything i want to see more guys get involved on both sides of the ball for this team um, another thing, Justin and IB had 18 of the 20, um, targets just need to get, just needs to get more, I know they're dynamic playmakers and they need to get their targets, but you got to get more guys involved. It's as simple as that. Interesting. Interesting is indeed correct.
0: All right. Let's go to the next game here that I did not see Kurtzman. What was it? Um, oh, Rutgers, Penn State Rutgers versus Penn State. Um, honestly. Ugly game.
1: I thought snapping on both sides was terrible. Rutgers, it was a lollipop every single time. Um, Cowboys, the snap was rolled to Douglas half the game. I mean, uh, Dexter, Dan Dexter, half the game. Um, the stats were not pretty in this one. I thought it was, a, it was a game where it was a lot of new players to the league on both sides. I know um, Rutgers had all but three players on their team that have played in the league before. Uh, three players have only played in the league, seven guys new to the league. And I think on Dexter's side, they only had one or two guys that have played in the league before. So um, a lot of working out the kinks of playing with a new team, trying to figure out, hey, hey who's going to play line? Who's going to um, play in the secondary rush pass or play receiver? Um, Abdul Sakhar didn't look terrible at quarterback. I thought um, outside of the pick six, I thought he honestly played okay. A lot of overthrown deep balls. He's still trying to figure out um, just kind of how to move the ball well. I feel like on the first possession, they moved the ball really well. Got down the field, scored an opening drive, touchdown. And then after that, they really didn't move the ball at all, except on the last possession when they scored a touchdown in garbage time. Um, But I think those guys, they do have some athletes on that team. I do know they were also missing one of their better players, according to Abdul. So um, hopefully he makes a big difference as well. I um, think, who was it? Someone, Mahmoud Solomon made a crazy one-handed catch. Um, like Odell, a uh, little on a conversion. I thought that was impressive. I think he's going to be a good player in the league. He made a couple nice plays for them. Um, As for the Cowboys, Dexter was okay at best. Huh? Like, like, he was just okay. Like, throwing the ball, they really didn't move the ball through the air at all. Um, they didn't score in the first half. It did not look pretty. I promise you that. Um, I feel like they were another team that were missing a lot of guys. Emmerich didn't play this week. He had a sprained ankle or he had something on his ankle, a cast or something. Um, uh, Dexter's younger brother, Christian, wasn't there to play center, which would have obviously alleviated the snapping problems for them. And, um, they were also missing, they might have missing someone else, but, um, defensively, I thought they played really well. C.O., (laughs) CEO, welcome to the league with a pick six in this one. Uh, absolute monster, emotional beast, leaves his uh, heart out on the field every time he plays. I love seeing him play in the league. I'm excited that he's here. Um, one guy I'm very impressed with also was Christian Elvina. He was playing line for Dexter. I thought just a new guy coming to the league, bigger kid, stepped up, played line. Like um, It's always interesting seeing new guys who are maybe linemen, but maybe also make a play receiver and then they find out they have to play line, but he bought in, blocked really well, I thought, for Dexter, gave him time to throw. Um, Johnny Elite had a nice 35-yard touchdown run off a lateral by Dexter, um, and Harnish had a 25-yard run off a lateral from Dexter. That's how they scored both their touchdowns on Dexter running right. and then lateraling right before he got tackled. So
0: Love, love that. Um, yeah, love no, that. I,
1: you do love to see that because lateraling is a huge part of flag football. Um just the, they didn't sustain any offense. They were long, they was, it, they did not no grinded out drives, a lot of long, too long touchdowns.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, sloppy, sloppy, sloppy game on both sides. So flag pulling could have been a little bit better um, on the Rutgers side, but I do think that'll improve as well. Um, Just a lot of new guys in this game and a lot of feeling. It was a feeling out game for both teams. Um, That's why you see score very being lo- low, low scoring game as well as, um offense is just being a little shaky. I thought defense has played okay as well. Um, not really much more to say about this game. I'm excited to see uh Penn State a little more um like they a little more organized going into week two, get their two better their second and third round picks back. Those that'll be huge for them. Um, but they do come out with a win. Dexters won three straight games in the league dating back to the end of last season, so he's on a little bit of a roll right now um he didn't force anything he ran when he had to um but yeah both these teams really the stats were kind of kind of ugly in this one but Dexter's able to come out with Penn State able to come out with a 20 to 13 win um and yeah that's honestly really all I got in the game Uh, I'm just looking to see I'm just looking to hope to see both these teams improve in the weeks going forward all right give me stats Dexter, 8 of 16, 62 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. Also had nine rushes for 92 yards. Harnish had the 25-yard rushing touchdown off the lateral. Also had a catch for 12 yards and a pass breakup. Um, C.O. Worley had a pick six, a pass breakup, and six tackles. Um, Matt Mascara had three tackles in his first game. Johnny Elite had two catches for 14 yards, as well as a 35-yard touchdown run off a lateral. Also had a pass breakup. Ralph McFadden had two catches for 21 yards. Mo Tariq had two catches for five yards. And Christian Alvina caught a two-point conversion as well as having
0: two tackles.
1: As for Rutgers, Abdul was 15 of 28, 113 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Yeah, one interception. Yeah, one interception. Um, Four rushes for 51 yards. Also had an interception of his own and three tackles. Latempa had three catches for 13 yards, also had a sack and a pass breakup. Welcome back, Latempa. Um, Omar had two catches for 13 yards and a sack. Yusef had two catches for 27 yards. Anas had three catches for 17 yards and a touchdown. Mo Sakari a catch for seven yards. Noel Santiago caught a 10-yard touchdown. And Mahmoud Solomon had three catches for 25 yards and an interception. And Ibrahim Hassan had a sack. All
0: right. Let's move on to the next slate here, Kurtz.
1: 11 o'clock slate. We um, have
0: SCLSU versus Oaksterdam. Kurtzman yeah. played quarterback in this game for Mikey's team, and this was against Jiroc. Um, I want to ask this question to you, Kurtzman, after watching this game. Okay. Has the league figured Jirok out? I think Jirok needs to come prepared.
1: I think Jiroc told me that to-
0: Jirok needs to come earlier and get warmed up. Yes, that is also
1: a huge part to it. I mean, I gave him an 11 o'clock game. You should be able to get there early enough. And I think he got there. He was there early because I'm pretty sure as I was, I was roughing the Rutgers Penn State game. He was on a sideline getting throws in with his team and they were, they were all there and whatnot. But um, no, I think Jorogni coming with a little more, more of a game plan going forward. Um, he's used to just being able to go on the field and athletically dominate. And I feel like at least in the last, couple of weeks that he's played in bear down. It hasn't looked very good. Um, he, he hasn't been able to throw the ball as well as I think he did in the first season with Florida, but I do think it comes all down to preparation, but overall, I do think their team is pretty good. They held us to 20 points. They were, they were, um, they were a big bend, but don't break defense on Saturday. We got, um, we got into the red zone like three or four times and didn't score. that was partially definitely because of their defense being very good and also because uh, we were unable sometimes to execute what we wanted to do offensively. I I don't like that they play man. I'm not really a fan of playing man a majority of the game when it comes to any team in the league, regardless of yeah. your uh, personnel. I just think man defense is not easy because, A, you're trying to guard guys who are very good, as well as um, a lot of the times your DBs will be – their backs will be faced to the quarterback. And if the quarterback's able to break the pocket and get outside and run, it's a big game way to happen. Um, I think Drog needs to experiment with some zone defenses, especially this week as they take on Oklahoma state. Um, I wouldn't want to see them having to play man against IB and Justin, but Hey, maybe that's what they want to do. Um, Oaksterdam, I think, has a pretty good offensive line. I think defensively they they got after me, but I was able to get rid of the ball quick. You know my game. I get rid of the ball fast. I let my receivers make the plays. Um, I thought for SCLSU, um, it's a reason, there's a reason why this team um, won, or majority of this team won the championship last year. Um, the huddles were very quiet. They listened to me. They let me take the reins of the offense. And they were very responsive. They execute well. They and they do what they need to do to win. Um, Paul Carter decided in this game was like, yo, I'll play line for you if I have to. And I was like, no, like, like we'll get you a receiver, don't worry. But I like their, their um their attitude, their um, their attention to detail and just being on the same page. I thought their communication is very well, is very good as well. Um, Spo is a monster. The spoke curse is fully lifted. If it wasn't already, it's fully lifted. He's, he, he's back on, he's back on his, uh, being an absolute monster. He caught a touchdown in this game on, I'm, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but an absolute beautiful ball by me, um, <laughs> an absolute beautiful ball. Now, um, I thought TJ angst. was really, really, T- really, T.J. angst. was playing like Ed Reed. Yeah. TJ angst. I think, honestly, I think TJ angst. was the best player on the field that, that. Yeah, um, at bear down. he was gone. Yeah. Bear down for that game. He was the best player on the field. He was making plays in the secondary. He made a game saving play Um, late in this game. Tim Howard got down the sideline one-on-one Um, well one on zero actually. Cause he was by himself and dropped through a deep ball, put a little too much air under it. And TJ angst, was able to run from one side of the field to the other and make a crazy pass breakup. Crazy. On a Not game. Hands on a play on the ball, that, yeah. Yeah. And that, and that touchdown would have put uh, Oaksterdam within two. To tie, and would have given him a chance to tie the game. Um, I also think SCLSU kind of showed a little championship defense DNA. After yeah. after that play, Jirok punted. We get the ball back. I throw an interception. Tim Howard returns it to like the seven-yard line. First play, sack. Second play, incomplete. Third play, Jirok runs it to the four. And then next play, we get another pass break of TJ Angstad again. Um, that's a championship level stop. I know it's only week one, but Those are the types of plays you have to win that you have to make to win this league. And I thought SCLSU made more than enough plays to win this game defensively as well as offensively. Um, I'm not worried about Oaksterdam because we didn't even speak about Liam Knowles and he is one of the most dynamic players in the league. Quite a touchdown the first play of the game. And then after that was super quiet. I think Jirok needs to do a better job of just getting him the ball and letting him do things because, um, I'll tell you what he was play, He's on my G League team, and we scored four touchdowns in the in one game together. So, yeah. um, Liam's got Liam's got crazy ability. His route running is on point. I just think that Jrock needs to do a better job of getting him the ball, um, as well as being more decisive. I feel like Jirag was is being very indecisive in the backfield. Run when you have run, run, run earlier, run early, run often, and uh, just pick up yards and kind of get down the field. Feel like they punted more than they usually Jrock teams usually do. But uh, overall, I thought it was a really good game, really intense defensive battle. Both teams were getting stopped, making plays on both sides of the ball. And uh,
0: I'm impressed by both teams.
1: Um, I think both teams are going to be a hard out each week.
0: Yeah, I think you did a really good job covering the game, Kurtzman. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I kind <laughs> of no, I, I mean, no, you that. did You did a phenomenal job. You played in the game. I just wanted to give you credit as well because you didn't really talk about yourself. I thought you were really good in this game. I think you're a huge reason as to why they won the game. Um I'm excited to see what the team looks like with Mikey there. I think it's going to be very similar to the Bucks, like we've already talked about. Yeah. As, as for Jirok's team, I would just like to see Jirok start being a dominant force in this league again. That's all.
1: Yep. No, for sure. Give me stats. Um, yeah. I'll give you stats in one second. Um, second. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. As we for got Jirok. 4-13. 65 yards. One touchdown. Six rushes. 85 yards and a touchdown. Five tackles on defense. Liam Knowles had a catch for 45 yards and a touchdown and a pass breakup. Red had one catch for six yards. Tim Howard had an interception and a pass breakup. Justin Santiago had a catch for two yards. Xavier had one catch for 12 yards. And Ali Medshaw had a pass breakup and three tackles. Honestly, the stats were disgusting for Drox team. Um, as for SDLSU, I was 19 of 29 for 234 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Five carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown. Spo had three catches for 53 yards. A touchdown, one pass breakup, two sacks. Paul Carter had three catches for 36 yards. TJ that was an absolute monster. Five catches, 77 yards, three pass breakups, and a conversion caught. Joe Ivanak had a catch with two pass breakups as well. Sal Rachusa did a good job blocking for me all game, um, snapping the ball, and he had a couple catches. TJ Brown had a catch, and a Rod, who subbed for them, had four catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown, as well as two sacks.
0: Nice, nice. All right. Last That's game of the day, Kurtzman, a game that I did not see. Okay. UNC, you. UNC against Iowa. Talk to me.
1: Um, a tale of two halves. First half owned by UNC. Um, I thought Surhoff, as always, comes in super prepared, ready to go. Not a no, nah, it was just like, yeah, just uh, Surov man, he just, he cares about the league, he wants to win, he doesn't like when his team comes in unprepared. prepared, I feel like um, he was ready to go in this one first play of the game, he almost gets a safety on a sack, uh, they get a three and out and then they come right down the field, almost score, get picked off, but then another stop, oh, nope, not another stop, I lied, Zach Bilheimer actually scored a touchdown, Zach Bilheimer also an absolute monster in this game, but after that touchdown, Surov's team scored 27 straight points. Um, Two long touchdowns by newcomer Joe Stulek, who I know I spelled your name wrong on the Instagram store, uh, on the the, uh, YouTube videos. I apologize. It won't happen again. Um, But this dude was an absolute monster. Caught two uh, deep balls where um, really had to do a good job, like Willie Mays tracking it over his shoulder. Um, And Surov did say in the group chat after the game, he's like, Yeah, I know Joe knows how to track deep balls very well. And it showed in week one, um, the three headed monster of him, Pip, and Bowen, Mm. another three headed monster at receiver that I honestly, that's probably the best receiving core in the league. Um, Say it again. Joe, Joe Pip, Steve Bowen, and this newcomer Joe Stulek who scored two touchdowns um, in week one, they could end up, this kid has good size too. He's like six, one good speed. He's a good, he's a really good player. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. For the rest of the season for unc um thought unc did a good job blocking with uh noah torino uh, pat importuna and um jota mayo on the offensive line i know that in the preview i questioned if they'd be able to protect Surov. and yes i would did sack him three or four times in this game four times but overall i thought they did do a pretty good job protecting him and giving him time to throw um he got everyone involved, Suroff, which I thought was very um, like him to kind of spread the wealth around with the target share. Joey did solve the most targets in this game as it probably should be, but um, there's going to be games where other guys are kind of getting the targets. Cause they got a lot of capable receivers 21 to six game at halftime looked like UNC was in full control of the game. And then after they scored coming out of the half, uh, Iowa kind of took the reins in this game. And I honestly thought they were going to come back and win. Um, Billheimer makes two huge plays to set them up down the field. One good for a touchdown. Another one set up a, a Stevie Holcomb touchdown. 27-19 with like two minutes to go. Serhoff goes three and out or four and out. Sam gets the ball, man. And let me tell you, Sam Allen play calling is just so good. Some okay. of the stuff he runs, some of the, the plays he runs, they just it, it just schemes guys wide open. Um, okay. He broke the pocket on one play. On a, I think it was third down and goal. And he had Sean McDonald wide open for a touchdown. He just missed the throw. Um, straight up missed it. I know if you asked Serov, he'd be like, yeah, we got lucky there. Um, it was very lucky because Sean was wide open for a touchdown. Sam just overthrows him. They um, they turn the ball over the next play. And then Serov, oh, no, uh, yeah, next play. Um, he throws in, in, in the coverage. I'm pretty sure Dins made a nice play on the ball. Um, and then Serov comes out with a win. But um, I'm, I'm a, it was a little nerve-wracking to see UNC kind of give up those big plays um, let Iowa kind of get back into it into a game that UNC honestly it was a couple plays away from blowing off the doors and being up like thirty four to six. Yeah. So, um, I had a shout out Sam Allen and Iowa for not giving up when they when they were down by twenty one points. Um, they put a lot of game pressure on UNC and they made a couple plays on defense that were able to kind of keep them in the game when the offense wasn't working. Um, early. Um, I do really like Sam Allen's team. I think he has a good offensive line to block for him. And I think with his play calling and his mind for the game, they should be competitive every week. This was definitely a game that Sam would like to have back. And I think, uh, he could have had a better first half, but UNC, uh, made enough plays to get the job done. Pat Importuna had a big, uh, sack safety in the first half as well. Wanted to make sure I shouted him out for that. Um, I like the UNC team a lot. I think they have a lot of potential and I could see this team as a, uh, I think I had them top five as well in my preseason rankings in terms of roster construction. Um, and they get a big week one win a, a game where it, it was definitely a toss up going in. I know I picked Sam Allen, you picked off I'm pretty sure on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a game definitely was 50 50 and uh a Good win for Surov. Way to get to one and all in the season. The first win of the season is always the hardest to get. Get that one out of the way and keep the train moving. Um, Zach Bellheimer is going to be a four side receiver with Sam Allen. Sam Allen is going to get him the ball. Uh, he finished with 131 yards, which uh, will lead Jesus or- Christ,
0: which will lead the league. I feel like uh- billheimer has been waiting to be unleashed at wide receiver. I've, yeah,
1: he has, and honestly, I thought it might have happened last year when he was on IB's team, but they kind of relegated – not relegated. They told him he's got to play offensive line for that team, which he was good in that role, I thought, as well. But um, him being a number one target for a, a team, especially a team that schemes guys open and manufactures targets for their best players, Zach's going to have a really good season. Um, and I think you just are seeing the beginning of what he's able to do with the ball in the hands Very nice. Um, I don't I have anything just, to add. I yeah, no, me. I know. I I no, I did a good. I think I did a good job uh, recapping the game. 27-19 final. UNC comes out with the win, um, but I, I'm, I'm high still on this Iowa team. I'll give stats now. Yeah. Oh, Sam Allen, 13 of 19, 178 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Also had two carries for 12 yards, pass breakup, and two tackles on defense. Jarrah had an, a great all-around game. Three catches, 33 yards, two sacks. Interception, two pass breakups, and a conversion caught. Um, really filled the stat sheet. Zach Bilheimer, six catches, 131 yards, two touchdowns, and a sack, five tackles as well. Thought he had a great game. Webo had two catches for nine yards and a sack. Sean McDonald, oh damn, only one tackle, he had five targets, um, no catches. I expect that to change because Sean and Sam had a very good um, rapport. Um, on Michigan State back from the spring. So, look to get that. They're going to look to get that connection going again. Um, Jiggy only played a half, had four tackles. Steve Holcomb had two catches, five yards, and a touchdown. And uh, Joe DeAngelis had a pass breakup that led to it, the Jarrah interception. Um, As for Serroff's team, where is Serroff's team? There they are. Serroff had a great game. 12-19, 197 yards, three touchdowns and a pick, also had three uh, carries for 28 yards and three sacks on defense, uh, most of anyone in week one. Pip finished with five catches for 41 yards and nine tackles. Um, Noah Torino had two catches, 15 yards and a touchdown. Steve Ballin had three catches for 53 yards, also had a pick six, which I didn't even mention. um, Happened early in the first half. Um. I think they kind of surprised Sam Allen on that play because they ran a, a, a middle linebacker blitz with Pip, which forced the ball to come out faster, and Ball made a nice play. Um, DeMayo had DeMayo had a sack and a pass breakup, which should have honestly been a pick six. Um, Joe Stuhec had two catches, 78 yards, and two touchdowns. Hidiniak uh, had one catch for 15 yards, and Pat Importuna had a sack that resulted in a safety. And Matt Casarola had two catch, uh, not two catches, two tackles. hello yeah i'm here Uh, Uh, oh i thought i
0: didn't know you were doing the stats
1: no also uh interesting um unc had a nice uh conversion conversions package where pip lined up at quarterback they had bowen and surov lined up out wide and they ran a a screen to bowen with surov lead blocking um something to look for if you're uh scouting unc i thought that was an interesting little wrinkle to surov's game plan
0: all right kurtzman very good job way to cook up
1: yeah definitely. I definitely I feel like I definitely cooked up on this pot I feel like I think I was really in tune with the league this week um, you were locked I was I was locked into I'm, I'm, I'm really locked in I got the stats all import in, input we have to have a days out already today nice. um, got some new we got a, we got a couple more things content wise coming out this week so look for the Instagram and the Twitter um, just new things kind of keep you on your toes keep, let you know that we're keep trying to improve the league and make it better. Um, as of now, we're still going to be playing at the field. Um, the we played at last week, um, if you have any questions, don't be afraid to DM the page, hit me up on text. If you have my number, hit your captains up, I usually relay all the information with them. So, um, other than that, really good week one, a lot of teams that I think are going to be very competitive, only eight playoff spots for 12 teams. So there are going to be four teams that are looking at the outside, looking in. Um, as of right now, my team and uh, Justin Ferrara's team of the two last place ranked teams due two point wow. differential. So, if you had that week one parlay, a little parlay <laughs> of us ranked 11th and twelve, big payout for that parlay. Um, stay tuned for more stuff. We'll have another podcast when either tomorrow night or Friday uh, afternoon. Um, trying to figure out when we're gonna get that next one done, but we will have a preview for week two games. Yep. So. Be
0: ready for that. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Go check out the games. They're all up. Everyone, we'll catch you guys Friday afternoon for the week two preview. Peace, everybody.